Welcome to Bovine Banner with the Penn State Extension Dairy Team. I'm Carly Becker and I'm a dairy educator in Lancaster County. And joining us today is Tara Felix. Thanks for being with us today, Tara. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the type of research that you focus on here at Penn State University? Absolutely, Carly, and thanks for having me. Um, as Carly said, my name is Tara Felix. I am the State Extension uh, Beef Specialist for, for Penn State. So I travel throughout the state working primarily with beef producers over the last several years, though I've, I've worked with quite a few dairy producers in the state as well. Um, I primarily focus on nutrition and management strategies to increase beef production from cattle, both in traditional and non-traditional systems. So for the last several years, uh, my research has focused on utilizing Holstein steers from the dairy industry for beef production uh, through a feedlot system. Great. Thanks for sharing that. So what are the projects that you're currently working on? Well, due to the shift in uh, the dairy industry to use more beef semen in dairy cows uh, in order to generate a black-hided calf, my research is currently focusing on the use of beef uh, and dairy crossbred progeny in the feedlot finishing systems. As I mentioned previously, we have a great deal of research on utilizing the purebred Holstein calf for beef production um, done by a PhD student of mine, Pedro Carvalho. And now we're, we're trying to, to figure out how to use that, that crossbred calf that's being generated. Uh, in 2018 and 2019, we saw tremendous increases both years in the, the units of beef semen that were being used in uh, dairy cattle. And this area then, these crossbred calves have grown tremendously as a result of that increased semen use. So this is a pressing issue, um, an issue that's been brought on by, by economic changes uh, that have impacted the dairy industry over the last three years, um, and one that we're excited to be working on. Great. So how many, do you have a lot of PhD and master's students that you work with? So currently the, the PhD student I have working on uh, the crossbred beef on dairy project is Bailey Basile. Uh, Bailey has got her master's degree from Penn State and she is being co-advised um, with Dr. Chad Deckow, a dairy geneticist and myself. Uh, the reason that we chose Bailey for this project is uh, she has her master's degree in genetics and we do hope to um, Part of the project is to investigate those differences in genetics and how those differences in genetics might impact the outcomes, that is the beef production uh, that we're interested in through the, the finishing of these crossbred beef on dairy calves. Okay, great. So when you first started this research, what question or challenge were you setting out to address? So uh, the challenge was that the Holstein steer calf had once again, as we've seen repeatedly throughout history, taken a downturn um, in terms of value on, to, to return to the dairy farm. And because of that, um, in fact, I'll share a little story. In, in 2018, um, right before I, I wrote the USDA grant that funded this research, um, I had a conversation with a dairy producer that was, was paying $6 a calf to the auction house just to, to get rid of the Holstein steers that he was taking to the auction house. Um, obviously, that's not sustainable um, when milk prices are what they were. 
And so the, the impetus was that the dairy industry saw a challenge, the, the price for calves wasn't there. And the, the semen company said, came in and said, okay, we can help with that. Um, what you need is a black kited calf. They'll bring a higher, higher market value at the auction house. Um, and, and initially that was true. Those black kited calves um, began to bring a premium when dairy producers took them to the auction house. And that's why we saw the, the continued increase in the use of beef semen in 2019. Um, unfortunately, as we got those calves through the line, um, we hadn't focused much on those initial matings on the genetic potential of the sires, of the beef sires that were being used in those matings. And there was quite a bit of variability being introduced um, in the resulting progeny. You know, if you take a, a purebred Holstein steer calf, there's about, uh, there's very little genetic variation. You know, most of those steer calves uh, from the Holsteins can be traced back to just three sires as most Holstein genetics can. And yet when you start introducing um, beef sires into that very narrow uh, window of genetic variation. Now we've got progeny uh, that are, are going to grow differently, that are going to muscle differently, that are going to perform differently in the feedlot. Uh, and those are the challenges that we are now trying to address with this research. What are the genetics? What are the beef genetics that we should be emphasizing in these resulting progeny? And how can we best use um, the information that we have on these beef sires to our advantage in these crossbred beef on dairy matings? Great. And I can tell just by the way you talk about your research that you really love it and you get very excited about it. But what is your favorite aspect of this research that you're, you do? I think my favorite part of, of any research in general has always been tackling a problem, um, figuring out an issue and coming up with a solution. Uh, it's like a giant puzzle. Um, and I love doing puzzles with my kids. It's, it's fun to to see how it all fits together. In particular, in this research, the, the puzzle pieces are, are a little more spread out. You know, we're dealing not just with an issue in the beef industry, which traditionally is what my research focused on, but now we're trying to pull together a number of different industries um, and, and a number of different challenges. We're dealing with the beef industry and the dairy industry and the semen companies and, and the packing houses and what each one of those industries needs individually and how they can all work together to get their individual needs met. In addition, we're tackling problems from multiple angles um, and multiple fields of nutrition and management and genetics and trying to make all those puzzle pieces fit together. Um, and it's a complex problem and one that likely won't be completely solved in the, the three years that our, our grant funding lasts for. For sure. So is the, is the management of the dairy beef steers different than it would be just raising a dairy steer? Just That's a steer? great question, Carly. Um, and the, the answer is we don't really know that yet. Um, Right now, in our research project, we are treating the crossbred progeny very similar to the way that we would treat the Holstein steer, simply because we know that 50% of those genetics are dairy, and the dairy genetics are the most challenging genetics to get to, to make beef, which is our end goal, right? Um, the, 
the dairy breed is traditional or, or is genetically what I call a flat muscled breed. Um, when you look at the, the breedings for beef, we have selected beef cattle over the years to have a nice round rib shape, um, desirable uh, meat quality. We're, we haven't selected that obviously on the dairy industry. We've been heavily focused on milk production and done that very, very well as an industry. Now we're trying to shift that focus and, and, and make those two um, focuses, milk production, beef production come together and, and trying to, to change that 50% makeup of that animal that is genetically flat muscled um, is, is a challenge that we have to overcome with good nutrition and good management. And so, yes, we are currently treating those crossbred beef on dairy progeny similar to the Holstein steer. Would we have to do that? I think that would depend heavily on the genetics of the sire. Um, and that's part of what we're investigating. Okay, great. And now what impact will this research have on Pennsylvania dairy farmers and how are they going to be able to apply this on their farm? Bottom line, my goal is that Pennsylvania dairy producers will have a, a an idea of the appropriate beef sire to choose by the end of this research so that they know that um, they will be able to build a relationship with beef farms because they will be creating cattle that the beef farmer wants to raise and that the packer wants in the beef supply chain. Great. Well, I think that this research all sounds very interesting and is really going to make a large impact on the dairy industry and the beef industry here in Pennsylvania. So it's great work. Um, do you have any um, other thoughts or tips or anything that you would like to add? Good luck. <laughs> it's a challenging problem and it's one that we all have to address together. Um, and I, I applaud the, the efforts that, that we've been doing in extension so far to, to come together as, as a livestock team and a dairy team uh, to focus on this issue and communicate the issue to both beef and dairy producers, because at the end of the day, um, it is an issue that impacts both industries. So thank you so much, Tara, for talking with us today. And thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to tune in next Tuesday with dairy educator Amber Yetzi and Dr. Erica Gonda discussing Dr. Gonda's research at Penn State University. 